Welcome to the Yang Gang Roundtable, a discussion on poverty, UBI, and electoral politics. This recording was made on March 8th. It is the second half of the recording, the informal discussion portion. This is Group A. Reintroduce yourself, just say your name and your Twitter handle, and then go ahead and launch into a discussion about anything you'd like. You can expound on what we're talking about with the coronavirus. You can talk about the Humanity Forward organization or anything else at all, as long as it is aligned with our purposes as an organization. So please, um, starting with you, or actually I'll start with myself. I'm Shale, uh, at Shale Riley on Twitter. That's S-H-A-E-L-R-I-L-E-Y, Ariel. My name's Ariel, and I am at uh, Ariel's Armada on Twitter. That's A-R-I-E-L-S underscore A-R-M-A-D-A. Thank you. Elizabeth. I'm Elizabeth. My tag on Twitter is unicorn36902. And yeah, love to talk to you there. Thank you. Faye. Oh, hi. Um, you can sometimes see me on uh, the Gang Gang Report live on Facebook. You can join that as a Facebook page and or group, I think. I'm not sure. Um, and you can also see us sometimes broadcast on the fan base um, and Yang Gang fan. I can't remember what it's called right now because they, all the names are changing. Um, but uh, we, we do live broadcasts of people talking like this. Um, and sometimes Ariel's there, too. So I've met him through that. And uh, do you have a Twitter handle? My Twitter handle is Palestine Math, M-A-T-H. So Palestine is like the city and, you know, out there in the Middle East. But I'm actually in Texas. Mm. Palestine Math. Thank you, Faye. Uh, Mia. I am obviously Mia, and my Twitter handle is at Mia Songbird, M-E-A, and Songbird, as you would expect it to be spelled. No surprises. Thank you. And Parker? My name is Parker. My at on Twitter is Radwaves, and Waves is spelled pretty weird. It's W-A-V-V-E-Z. All right. Thank you, Parker. Speakers, you have the floor. If you'd like to interject uh, on some, if you'd like to interject when someone's talking for a long time, just type an I in the chat. Otherwise, just go ahead. We've got a lot to talk about with uh, with Humanity Forward. Super Tuesday just happened. Uh, we're building up to this Tuesday. Does anybody uh, want to talk about what's up? Honestly, I, I long term, I, I know we kind of have to talk about the politics happening day to day, but I'd, I'd really like us to, I don't know, almost talk about the things that are happening besides the presidential race. I, I think uh, that's boiled down to a part where we know who it's going to be between the main three and it's divisive and angry and frustrating for almost everyone right. talking about I, it. And I don't I think it's productive. Yeah. Um, let's let's <laughs> talk about how uh, uh, like actual needle moving activities that we can do to make our ideas into a reality, you know? Um, yes, hey, that's a little too, but, but yeah, just, just, I, you know, I, I was thinking the other day, like a, any one of us, if you really think about it, could have been Andrew Yang, but it's, it's fair to say that he, he had a large, uh, from, from his resume of like creating venture America and like doing all those things. And that's kind of like what, what got him to where he was. But he was the normal is, person in the right place at the right time. Right, exactly. But the thing is, in all of our lives, we can figure out how we can be that normal person at the right place at the right time, doing things that just get get people excited for a vision. 
And anyone can do that, you know? <laughs> well, I want to see back to Parker, but I also want to follow up on that, that um, there is no such thing as you're being in the wrong place in the wrong time. I mean, it's just so simple that where you are is exactly where you're supposed to be, right? You have to yeah. make yourself heard, basically. Yes. And Andrew Yang did that. Right. He's and now we're trying to do that. Yeah, he's changed politics forever. He created a movement, and he literally just did that the other day. We would not be sitting here talking if it weren't for Andrew Yang right now. So Yeah, I, I will say one of my favorite moments of his candidacy was when he stopped and the entire Yang gang just went, yeah, no, we're going to keep going. Full steam ahead. It's fine. <laughs> there was that meme from The Office going around, I'm going to support you even harder now. Yep. <laughs> I, I, love that. I think we all saw that. <laughs> right, right, exactly. That's that that that's so that's so cool. And and just imagine like like now we can all feel like if we have some kind of influence in the, you know, political and social marketplace and like what we can all do with that eventually through this podcast, through uh, 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 waking some people up, you know, it, I think it's pretty, pretty fun when you think about it. Well, I went through this phase of instead of rage quitting, like people talk about when you get mad at something, I just rage on, unfri- mm-hmm. uh, I rage friended everybody I could find. Right. <laughs> yes. Right. <laughs> like, I think the first thing I went on and posted was, yeah, no, I'm not stopping. <laughs> like I, I, and I, I think that's part of why I, would, I want to avoid that divisive conversation is right now looking at Yang Gang, at least online, we're evenly split on which Democratic candidate we support. And well, I, I so I don't think focusing on that helps because I think I, I think it's completely. important that we stay together. Right. For the record, I, I, I support I, no, neither I think of them. We sh- yeah, no, I, I think support we, neither of them. I think we should I think stay we together. I, I think we should stay together. But I think the reason why talking about something that's divisive is good is for one thing. Politics is always divisive, no matter what. But also, I think I think having divisiveness ma- makes for a good conversation. I think I, I think anybody in this chat right now could have disagreements, and I think right, right, right. You I, 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 agree I, with the I, I agree with that, and I might have worded that a little bad, but I, I think I, I don't think it should be a focus. Mm. I, I, I think I, we need oh, to be I, having I, divisive conversations, but there are productive divisive right. conversations, and this is one I don't see as productive. I think it's one that's just going to get ah, mired okay. and angry, stupid. I mean, I don't know. It's something that I like to talk about, and I thought we would be talking about today, but if if, if nobody else that's, wants to, that's fine. That is fair, and we, we can. I just, I'm, I'm but, fine like, with I anybody can. wanting to talk about what they want to talk about. If I could just talk for a second, um, Parker, maybe we could do a supplemental episode where we can get you with some of the people in the cancel group C or anyone else who might want to talk about that. We've had um, talk in the DMs about doing a debate format. So maybe yes. if you'd like yeah. to participate in that, that might be a good way to talk about these ongoing issues. So we can talk about that. I would love to. The show. I, think I, want, I, mean, I think we should talk about what the room wants to talk about, but also I do want to give you a chance to individually make your voice heard. So we'll figure that out later. All right. Please yeah, because, because we do, we do all come from uh, different like political backgrounds, right? Like with how the, with how diverse the Yang gang is. So I think, I think that's why I'm for a somewhat divisive conversation because we're obviously not going to agree on everything. As Andrew said, if you agree on like everything this one candidate supports, that'd be weird. And it's kind of the same case here. Right. Well, it makes I, the I other guess, people I irrelevant reason, if everybody contributes the same thing to the conversation. Exactly. Yeah, no, I, I yeah. guess the reason I see it as like 
unproductive division is because it's not that most of us support either candidate. So we'd be arguing for positions we only kind of view as sort of better than the other option. And <laughs> I, I'd rather defend and have divisive conversations over things I actually care about than find myself being pushed one way or another. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to end up feeling yeah, I, I think someone I can because agree we're with arguing that. something neither of us care about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I can agree with that. And, and you know what, to a certain point, like, are like for me when i when i just found out in my life that when i argue something over which i hardly have any influence or any control over i just end the conversation just feeling like okay well then what's next but yeah. but here you know as this thing is being recording and as other people are listening to it if like one person you know listens and wants to reach out to me to do a project or to you know, do do maybe they're a local here in LA, and it leads to something where I'm meeting them for coffee, and then that leads to this, and that leads to something else. I find that I'm happiest when things like that are happening, when things are are like turning tangible, and you can see it. And that's what I find that the Yang Gang has given me and the Yang, like the whole humanity first movement, it's like, actual, you know, you know, things that we can see that are that that we're 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 kind of like producing the change that we want to see in the world. and there's no better yeah. feeling than that you know yeah exactly it's amazing getting knowing that you have some influence on attempting to change not yes. only america but the world yes. and Andrew Yang has completely has completely changed the way some of us even think right and, like you, you, I, I, ne- I was never into politics at all before Andrew right. Yang came around. I mean, well, yes, I did support Bernie Sanders in 2016, but I was nowhere near as engaged as I am now. And just watching the number of Yang Gang people realize that they can specifically talk to Trump supporters, that there's actual conversations they could have with this person who's a real person. You don't have to exactly. straw man them. That was beautiful I, to watch. I, I, was, I was once a Trump supporter, so yeah. I mean, I mean, there, there, there you go. I, I like to say that finding Yang Gang was like finding an island of sanity in a sea of, <laughs> in, in a sea of stupidity. Like, Yang Gang like, makes my life go around. I absolutely could not get through a day without you guys. Thank you. That's um, awesome, Mia. Yeah, thank you for awesome. reaching out to us and uh, getting us all organized to come in here. You did a yeah. great job. Yeah, she did. Andrew Yang meeting called the bell and really opened up. Parker, Yang Yang to talk to Someone has got really loud background noise. Someone has like a drinking That could be me. I'm outside right now. I'm trying to walk inside because I knew started and that was exactly what I was worried about. So I'm sorry about that. It seems to have mostly subsided, so please continue. It's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, Do you know how to use that little button that uh, puts you on mute when you're not talking? You can just go back and forth. Yeah. Um, yeah, I see it. I'm all pushed to talk. I don't like having any background noise bleed in because I've got my uh, nonverbal kid in the background, and he likes to uh, go off now and then in some very loud ways. So if I'm not careful, I could ruin this whole thing real quick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know. I have a six-year-old who is often in the room with me when I'm trying to do these recordings with people, and he just jumps right in sometimes. <laughs> uh, on the Humanity Forward subject, everybody saw the announcement, I'm sure? Yeah. I did not. Yeah. Well, you should definitely go back and watch it. One of my favorite parts about it is it wasn't interrupted by Trump this time on The View. <laughs> <laughs> 
But, but oh yeah, I, that was a that was a good view appearance. Uh, but, definitely check that out on YouTube. But, but all of you, if you're talking about the view, then I did watch that entire episode. Okay, yeah, that, I think that was the announcement you were talking about, right? You know what's ironic? Like the day that Yang announced his suspension was also the day that like all these other people even knew that he existed. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, that's know. the I really think, unfortunate think... part. Is yeah, that right? That was, this is the first time the media really focused on him was when he dropped out. That pissed me off so much. Right when when he was no longer like a potent, uh, no kind longer of a threat. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, they I mean, no longer I viewed him as a threat. He, what he's just still doing is absolutely a, still a threat to what they're trying. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The yeah. yeah. Run in to underestimate him. Right. It, it it's kind of like that that part in the Star Wars where it says like if you strike me now down now I'll become more powerful than you can ever imagine. Yeah, he definitely <laughs> pulled that shit. He did. Right. right. One thing I've learned is four years goes by a lot longer than it feels like it's gonna. Like it, we not longer, shorter. Right. But, I but, can't believe I messed I that up. Sorry, Groot. guys. I am Groot. <laughs> the the thing the thing is is that but but. All of you have felt this, right? It's like once you go Yang, it's like you don't go back to the never way go things back. were, and neither do you want to go. If we just get like a majority of people who are completely oblivious to it to feel like that, I mean, we've won by default. You know, it's it's as simple as that. It's just a matter of the pure number math, like we said. Yeah, do the math. Right, do 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 the math, and and yeah, and and it's it's so interesting. Like like I feel so much like this big weight has been lifted off of my shoulders that I'm not trying to like drag anyone to like my opinion, and I'm not trying to like scold them into agreeing with me. You know, you can just talk naturally about the issues that people are bringing up to you because he has solutions for them. Right. One of the best parts about Andrew Yang to me was that he came to the table without focusing too hard on the problems and making it about the problems. Instead, he did make it about the solutions. So you didn't have to, yes. uh, you didn't have to sit there and be like, "Well, this is bad, but this is good, and this is bad as this is good," and just go in circles talking about what the problem is when you could just actually solve the problem. And I think a lot of right. people really appreciated that. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. and and there's z- zero, and he has zero baggage. Like, not that we know. So can we talk about, let's talk about some problems that we would like to actually solve right now. Let's go. Let's talk about it. Let's go. Credentialism. Okay. Is that the, is that the part where everybody is waiting for some credentialed expert to come and talk instead of doing it ourselves? Yeah. (laughs) And where they use credentials to dismiss people who do try to do it themselves, but don't uh, have a platform. Yes. I, I think that oh. we need to uplift uh, the people among us who have the understanding, even if we don't have all the data and we don't have all the facts and we don't have a credential, we can still talk and we can like, still make sense. Yeah, in, in, my life, in my life, mm-hmm. there was like a lot that I wanted to do and get involved in. But the thing was, it's just that I, I just didn't know how to get my foot in the door. And not only did I feel like I couldn't get my foot in the door, but people were actively discouraging me from getting my foot in the door until I had like a thousand study hours and 20 degrees and like being in school for like half of my life 
Then when you did all that, then you can get your foot in the door. It's like, son of a right. bitch. Excuse but if you me. actually lived that life, you wouldn't have the experience, the life experience that you have in order to talk yeah. about those experiences. Right, exactly. exactly. And they don't know. And then all the time when when a young person who's in education actually wants to change education while they're in it, they say first go through the meat grinder of the education and let it beat the creativity and happiness out of you. And only then can you talk about the education that you're getting. Don't you see that that's the problem right there in itself? That kind of mentality, and that's what keeps people down. Everyone's soaked in that um, narrative. Uh, I grew up with my mom used to tell me all the time, all the time. Every time I came to her with an idea of something I wanted to try to do or get to know how to do, with the just don't get your hopes up narrative. Like because I obviously don't know what to do or how to get into it, so I shouldn't expect it to actually ever happen, even if I put my all into it. And a lot of people believe that deep in their hearts because of the way we've been trained. That we've been trained in such well, a terrible way. So this is why I homeschool with my child. In fact, I homeschool with an unschooling bent, which is that we don't try to replicate school at home. We just, you know, we do things that make sense for homeschoolers, you know. Go with the flow. Like, yeah. Right. And, and let, let, there's a teaching moment in practically everything that you are doing every day. Let, if you're If you're a teacher and you're uh, turned on to those uh, moments, you can do a lot. While just living your life. Like, for example, right right now, I mean, Shale didn't come out to us and say, like, okay, you want beyond? be on, we're creating a Yang Gang roundtable. We need to have, like, 10 test recordings before we do our actual one. And, like, you need to come with me with all these, like, accolades and degrees. And we're going to have, like, two interviews. Yeah. You know? Why in the world would I believe that lie? It's because, stupid. Why? You know, no, it's more of a field of dreams thing. It's like, exactly. if you build it, they will come. And indeed you did. I really, really what? enjoyed that DM when I first got it. I was like, oh, somebody actually wants me to talk to them. Well, and, and you've Same. been our scheduler, which, you know, we would never have been able to do all this without you. So right. thank and, you. And then we can, we can kind of take the, the ball into the court of these, sorry, I'm just going to say these jerks and tell them like, what, why are you making things more? complicated than it has to be because that that's what the 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 regular political machine does and what did einstein say einstein said a true genius isn't someone who gets something simple and makes it complicated that's a moron a true genius is a person who gets something complicated and makes it simple if you get something unfortunate i think it's because they try to create more conversation by doing something like that and it's really unfortunate how that works that in order to talk about something, you have to make it as difficult as possible. Right. Well, those are people who are looking out for their jobs. You know, they, they have a job, and it's because they know something Ooh, more yeah. than you do. <laughs> so build a really complicated Rue Goldberg machine so that, that way no one else can understand what you're doing, and then way your job, or in that way your job is secure. Right. And that's yeah. definitely true of all those financial advisors. Right. The people who are financial lobbyists that go in there and make regulations that nobody can understand about how money is working. And 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 uh, so that's how they screw you over, basically. Right. We have to ask, why is this so complicated to understand? And we demand that you simplify this bullshit. Yeah, no, it's like Elizabeth Warren's tax proposal that for most right. people, the government could just send you, here's what we estimate your taxes are, and, and it's going to be and, right for and almost And that was the beauty, the beauty of Yang. Yang just said like, hey, look, we have this, 
and this is what we can do and this is how we can do it do you want to do it like that so things work and we're like yeah Yeah, he actually he actually said something in a way that everybody could understand and that's why he had a quote-unquote normal fan base of just regular citizens who could really connect with him because he's a regular citizen and, and I think well, really, he, he's a teacher ultimately right, because right. he taught exactly. those analyst classes to the Wall Street bankers. But at the same time, he's trying to teach the American public how to break out of this system. He's yeah. not just a teacher. He's a leader. Things right. like lawyer speech are really an entirely different language, though. It is designed so that when you go and you read what you're trying to get into, you have no clue what they're talking about. You are you're, you're breaking laws sometimes without even knowing. You know? You, you know that, that, that this is sad, but that's what the, the Nazis did this. They called it Bruchsprache or whatever the hell it's called. It was called like bureaucratic speech. So when you're doing something like heinous or evil or just downright bad and wrong, it's this bureaucratic mumbo jumbo that makes it okay. Oh, just doing my job. It's like, okay, but where's your critical thinking? Don't you see that you're harming people? You're destroying the environment. You're, you're doing all how these bad things. How about you just say, Sounds like right, how about you just say we're rounding them. up people and putting them to death? How about that? <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. It sounds like but nobody would go along with that. Right, exactly. So, so they had to like use all these intricate words to kind of like make it sound okay. Oh, we're just like, you know. They just um, soften um, the language. We're relocating people to more um, isolated environments. So um, you're You're basically explaining how to brainwash people for the health of the country, right? Exactly. Yeah, you. you, This is the first time languages that they have to teach themselves. They're indoctrinating themselves. And 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 by and by the time you want to all this bureaucratic mumbo jumbo, all the damage has been done. (laughs) Like like you know, it's it's like a person. This is yeah. the first time that I've met uh, most of you, except for Ariel. And I wanted to let you know that my son, who's six years old, the two of us, we put together this little puppet show to demonstrate how simple it is. Even a six-year-old can understand Andrew Gaines' policies and put them in practice. <laughs> so we only have That's like amazing. one episode, but I thought, I thought, um, you know, this is at the level at which we need to be able to explain these simple, these uh these uh, ideas it's just that simple you know i think right. we're lost if we, if we uh, say you have to be an expert to talk about this no my six-year-old could tell you okay you guys the, the experts are the, the dumbest people of all they've created all of these complications they've created all of these bad systems they created all of the dysfunction what are they experts in being idiots yeah, on purpose. Yes, they created that right. on purpose. <laughs> right, so yes, exactly. They are, they they're, are they're... experts in uh, obstructing experts irrational in thought. <laughs> right, right. Yes, clusterfuck Ex- experts. Experts in obstruction, <laughs> experts in bullshit, experts in nonsense, experts in wasting people's time. Uh, With what it's all just word salad. I nominate, it's, we call this clusterfuckology, make... the study of clusterfucks. <laughs> oh <my laughs> yeah. clusterfuck. I don't know how that would look on paperwork. Right. <laughs> I know, I know. That I know. sounds like an amazing <laughs> name, clusterfuckology. Here would be a band uh, name. Here's something that would be a great law to make, for example. Um, if they made a law that said it should not take people more than a certain amount of time to fill out the form. Right. right? Yeah. So every form has a, has a, like a maximum amount of time you should have to spend on it, right. um, at least on an average or something. And they have to track it. If they go beyond that, then the government has to make it simpler. Well, right. one of the things Daniel's talking like about is they actually though. already have that information. 
So they can technically fill it out for you and send it to you. And I think there's a lot of things where we could have oh, that happen. It, it reminds me of the, the Family Guy episode where Peter Griffin said, and my great black granduncle finally got black back at the white man by creating the Department of Motor Vehicles. <laughs> and went, oh, that's a great and line. Like, Sir, sir, don't get snippy with me. I'm not getting snippy with you. I already filled out this form. No, this was the other form. No, but I stood in this line. Sir, you had to stand in the other line. What? What? Oh, you know what, sir? I'm on lunch break. Bye. (laughs) So I think I have a form of PTSD and it's paperwork, trauma, stress disorder. (laughs) Right. Yeah. It's, it's, It's just like all these systems that just keep people trapped in like a web of bureaucratic garbage should be like really looked into like it should not be taking this long to help people to get like something some social program started or do whatever it, it just shouldn't but i know the you people know, themselves but... just need more of a voice and i don't know why that's so hard for the establishment to understand or the status quo right. people to understand that well, they don't want us to have a voice. It's not that they don't understand. They literally understand. They, they understand. just don't yeah. want us to it's actually understand it ourselves. Yes. They're so just good at pretending so we live in a dictatorship. Great. The establishment doth protest too much. So, we're not a democracy. They, they, they try to trick us into thinking we're a democratic right. republic. Well, we're technically an oligarchy, according to the New York Times a while back. Yeah. I mean, really. I mean, like, we almost elected Michael Bloomberg solely on money alone. Like the the money speaks instead. It's 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 like you 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 can't hold a hundred dollar bill to your ear or hear anything. But like I don't know, you know, <laughs> like it 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 just it, it it's just gotten to the point where it's it's like the the only way that they're they're holding on that nobody's noticing this is because of what we talked about before. You see, it plays on it. People are too busy getting angry at each other over like abortion or whatever and these things and and there's so much anger and like hate like just thrown and people just double down on these issues but then they they don't see the man behind the that's like hey like what we just when when i just talked about credentialism and then yeah why is it why is it this messed up the only reason we got to find like realizing this is because we've stopped screaming at each other you you get it like (laughs) Well, one reason or one thing that's going on with the money in the system is that it's um, I there's like something like 60 to like 80. I can't remember the exact stat percent of the time. Money is what determines whether a law passes or not, not public support. Mm -hmm. Right. Exactly. And and that's why when you go on Twitter, Facebook and what other social media and you have all like uh, a flame wars with whoever, it doesn't matter. None it's literally that. meaningless. Right. It's literally meaningless. And, and, and so many people wasting their time on the meaningless <sighs> rants and attacks on the internet when it's, it, it's all the money that determines that. And it's, it's like, wow. I mean, like, we talk about, we've been talking about all the time through this, throughout this election is how much money candidates have been raising through donations and, that became, that like became the main focus of who's going to do well and who won't do well. Oh, to have had democracy dollars. <laughs> oh, yes. what a blessing that would be. Right. I, I, but I think I think like this. This is only the beginning, as Yang said. Because if if we kind of do that with other people that we talk to out there, kind of put on the brakes 
on this, you know, division and, you know, focusing on what we disagree with. If we just said like, hey, hey, like, have have you ever noticed, you know, this? And then they're like, hmm, hmm, I never thought of it that way. I never thought like that's what Whoopi Goldberg said. And then Yang, you came up here with this thousand dollars a month idea. And then I said, wait a minute, this person has a point. Why and not? I why think not? a lot of people you know, in the Yang you know, game just, started just, out just that way. Get, just get people to say, why not? And then they and and just like scratch their heads and stuff. And then all of a sudden it like opens up this thing that you never even knew existed. <laughs> Imagine if uh, that's well, what Humanity Forward's from... slogan became. Like, Humanity Forward, why not? <laughs> right. Well, well we, we can already make a group have name, what, why not? whatever, right? Whatever, it's cool. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. Space is the same thing. Whatever, it's cool. <laughs> right. It, it's so, you, you see, that that's what we just did here. We got something so, so complicated, and we made it simple. <laughs> so I have a, um, I come from a country that is, is you might know about now as Taiwan <laughs> because Andrew's family comes from Taiwan. And uh, I think that people don't know enough about this country. If they did that, they would want to take on more of its characteristics um, because we're kind of a, a, a country that's sandwiched between two geopolitical forces, right? We've got China on one side wanting to claim us as theirs. And then we've got the United States that wants to use us to, in order to bridge the gap, you know, the cultural gap in order for them to get into China to make money off of Chinese people, right? And so we've got these, uh, the, and, and two very strong co- countries that want to, that we're kind of like the battleground place. So, um, but we have a national motto in Taiwan, and it's called, oh, that's fine. Thank you. He's got a, he's got a popsicle. He's got a popsicle and he's going back outside with it. So, um, but uh, the great thing is we have this thing that I consider our national motto. I don't know if uh, Ch- Taiwanese people realize it, but it's called Fang Bian. And Fang Bian means um, convenience. We're total like convenience culture. So if mm. something is not Fang Bian for you, it's not convenient. That is a serious problem and we have to remedy it. Mm. So we can definitely <laughs> so import we, that here oh, with these. I quite oh, like that. I like that too. Um, yeah. That should become our new motto for the United States government. I would love that. So that would mean if only. Like for example, they have the policies in Taiwan like when you call in to the DMV, right? You're already imagining how it's going to be a 2-hour wait, right? <laughs> but in Taiwan, when you call in, instead of like here in the IRS, if you call them, they'll say we'll call you back in an hour and a half cuz that's how long the line is, right? Yeah. Um in Taiwan, they'll say you have literally 10 minutes they'll say hello you're about to be connected to a live agent and in within 10 minutes if you cannot complete your call the system will automatically hang up on you and the first time i heard that i was like oh my goodness what's going to happen you know i'm like quick get all my paperwork ready i only have 10 minutes i thought it was going to be cruel and unusual right but then it turned out while i was living in taiwan only about 98% to 99% of everything you want to get done is going to get done in that 10 minutes because everybody knows the limitation. You have 10 minutes. When you call in, it's going to get done. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to call back again. That's going to be it. Right. things be so, that convenient here? That doesn't sound because, hard at all. Because, because we're not that smart here. Sorry, Parker. Oh, it's yeah. Like, we, we, you, you know, like pe- people are so like we, we got to get out of our way. You know, and that's that's what you learn in life. Sometimes it's it's like I can waste 
Like, if you can waste, like, three hours of your life arguing with some random stranger you've never met before on the internet over a political issue that you have no control over, you you got to reevaluate your priorities, you know? And... <laughs> the so only effective think, method is working like together. A policy like that where every time you interact with the government, you can get everything done within 10 minutes. Yes. Okay. A policy like that, would that be just as transformative as the UBI? That's what I'm wondering. It, it uh, I, 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 I really no. think that the, the UBI would be more transformative overall. Yeah, the UBI would be. Of course, yeah. Because, because it's not going to help a person who's, you know, um, destitute. Yeah, but... if, I, if I remember correctly, both me and Mia right now are, like, looking at potentially upcoming homelessness. So, <laughs> Yeah, it's a slow um, down the grain. I've started a Patreon, and I have not been as active on trying to get people onto it as possible, but uh, I need to start. But, but part of the reason why, though... Uh, uh, people are struggling so much and being so hurt is because when they like want when they need help uh that help by the time they get the help the bad things all the bad things have already happened even yeah. when it doesn't yeah. though the people like i qualify for certain things that i'm not getting because of paperwork errors and all sorts of things and i got knocked back on my food stamps for that kind of thing that had nothing to do with how much time the paperwork took it had to do with people being malicious towards us oh i think we lost shell did shell leave yeah we lost our leader he got kicked but, to idle we can't we but, can't function but, anymore Ray. Craig is still here. Oh. Well, I want to say one thing, which is that I think you're underestimating how much time is taken away from poor people in order to do all this paperwork to chase yes. down their disability, to chase down their dreams because, oh, wait, uh, you can't get this job because you have to go to school for another two years. Right? I'm not underestimating that. I, I, I've, I've lived it. It's a lot. It's, it's a whole lot of wasted time, but it's not I do five hours of paperwork to get more help. Right. I don't care how lo- much longer it takes. I mean, I I would prefer it take ten minutes, but that's not what's stopping me from getting help. Right. It, it's it's other things in the system as well. But 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 it's it's a piece of it's a piece of a very uh, toxic pie of like what's our, wrong. Our system just needs to be. These people need help. Let's help them. Right. It should right. be as simple that's, as that's that. That's not good. That's not yeah. good because what. Because we're talking, that's again, that's what the politicians always say. They say, other people need help. I'm going to be the one that helps them. Mm-hmm. But when, like, for example, I went to the Democratic meeting in, in my town, and they're all older than me. Okay, so I went and talked, and I'm 45. So I'm probably right. older in, in our group. Okay, but I'm the youngest one in their group. So when I go talk to them, they say, I say, um, hey, I'm volunteering at the senior center, and I'm going to be holding a mahjong class, and I'm going to be doing a um, cell phone class. And they, you can see viscerally inside them, they're immediately like, oh, my God, you think I'm one of them, that I might go to the, visit, the senior center because I'm not poor like them. I'm not dysfunctional like them. I'm not actually old like them. Okay, right. so these are the people who are Democrats and they're trying to help people, but not themselves. They're not one of the people. You uh, that, yeah, no, that's something that um, oh, I'm bad at names. Super famous. He's the guy that wrote 1984. Um, George Orwell. It's what he wrote in the book Road to Wigan Pier. He was talking about how uh, the socialist movement, the like front 
people, the, the everyday socialists you met were people who genuinely gave a fuck about the poor, like genuinely wanted to help people. But the people running the parties were people like that. People who right. saw hurting yeah. people and were disgusted. He was more of a somewhat of an anarchist. I, I know I know that George Orwell himself was a democratic socialist, which is something so, that they never told us in school. Like when they so tell the, us about Oh sorry, what was that? Oh go go ahead. I it's okay. Yeah, it was just it's just that when like we I'm I don't know about you guys, but everywhere I go, everybody was taught about nineteen eighty four and they're taught about how this is how this is what totalitarianism looks like. This is what communism and socialism looks yeah. like. And I, and now I know, like, wait, no, George Orwell was a socialist. He was very it, it was Stalinism, uh, an, but animal animal well, farm. Yeah. I, I yeah. mean I, I wasn't I read nineteen eighty four on my own. I, I it wasn't part of any reading curriculum for me. So I didn't get it with that side of, hey, this is what the book's about. I just, you know, read it was like, oh, this is what authoritarianism is like. Like yeah. I didn't I didn't read into it socialism or communism. Well, like, you, his, the, his book, The Road to Wigan Pier, is more directly about well, this is the problems with capitalism, this is the problems well, with socialism, um, this is where these what, programs fail us. What Faye, Faye was talking about, about the old, out-of-touch people, you know, being there in charge of things. Well, th- if you think about it, like, we have not had a, a computer update for our society. Basically, like, we're trying to run you know, a um, PlayStation 4 game on a Nintendo Entertainment. How many versions of Windows have we gone through in the past? Right, Windows have we gone through in the past 20 years? Man, we're still on Windows, like, More versions of that than we've gone through. Like, yeah, we're we're trying to run the modern internet on, like, a Windows 95. Not even a Windows ninety five. A, a Windows, a, a, a Windows ninety. The prototype of Windows. A prototype of Windows. We're trying to run all these advanced apps and these advanced functions on a on the shittiest operating system. I don't know Basically, if I a telegraph it, system. Think of and right, all, they, telegraph all they say is, "How do we, we pay for it? We'll get a better computer." So messed up. We We're about due for a two at least, I would think. Right, exactly. We you don't would hope. have a one We have let we have alone a point, Windows ten. We have a point zero zero one. For all I'm concerned, you know, it, it's like get these. I'm sorry, like no offense, but like get these old people out of here. The the at least the, the scripting ones errors. Are, you mean the the scripting errors that are stopping the program from running? Right, yeah. that, that that's what they are. That's what these people are. <laughs> Hold on a minute. <laughs> but I'm not trying to say that the older people are not um, important. They really no. are important. They have a lot of experience base that we don't have. Sure. And that showed, that definitely showed that Yang Gang was not reaching out to the older people. We were not bringing them into our group. I should not be the oldest person here. Okay, but I, I suspect I am. I'm 45. Is anyone older than me? That sounds like a yes. yes. So you see what I mean? Yeah, and when I go to yes. their group, so when I go to their group, I should not be the youngest person there. I'm like, there's two mm. generations of people we you're missing in this bring group. bring a bridge. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> yeah, I agree. We can't, yeah, I thought we we were can't talking about Biden and say, yeah, we're better than you. Yeah, we need to stop approaching this from a just get all the old people out. There's <laughs> old people and there's old mentalities, and we need to get the old mentalities out. We need to Perfect. get the people I like who think that. the old way to do it is the only way to do it. 
they need okay. to go. But people who are willing to approach problems with open minds, I don't give a fuck how old you are. Yeah. I just want okay, good yeah. solutions. I can agree I do with think that. Young... I, I can agree with that. Yeah. yeah that, that's I do think what young... if we bring it I do think in, a, in a more inclusionary way, instead of getting the older people out, but bring them in? We need to bring them into this that, room. But can you imagine them participating in a roundtable here? There that is somebody who does. Some Jacqueline moved to uh, Saturday. She's uh, 65, I thought it was. No, she's no, older. She's younger. She's she's younger than that. Her husband is much older. No, she's oh, okay, that's right. her husband she, is 75. She was like 54, if I remember. I guess, she's 52 I guess, uh, and her husband's 75. I'm pretty sure. I get the, the reason why I feel like that is because I feel that I've been like age discriminated uh, my, li- my, my whole life because I was young. <laughs> no, because, yeah, but, but the same as any other discrimination. That's not a reason to discriminate in the opposite direction. I understand where that'd be like a reflex from it, but right. I was really so we want to practice Martin Luther King's pr- uh, updated enough. That's what I thought he was trying to get at, and I missed the old people remark. I think. Well, we want to practice more Martin Luther King's ideas, which is to bring people in to include, and also like the older people. We need to find a way to to make events and things that will allow them to be able to understand or, this. Or, yeah, or just to understand, you know, how the world has changed. Like a video of like like people growing up now are not growing up at the same times that you were. Because like a lot of times I feel when young people are struggling with uh, finding a job or or going up in their career like sometimes they just get like a condescending well you just walk in and you just say like hey with the you know and shake a hand but they don't know like how much the internet has changed the entire economic landscape well, it's destroyed a lot of things videos are gonna change that perception but i think how i, I think we what they was them. talking about would just like bringing uh, people from diverse age groups into a say do a local event and you're socializing with people and you're talking about the struggles of your life they're more likely to understand it that way than you arguing with them in another facet or you showing them a video trying to explain this is the hardships that we're facing that in my experience goes off their backs like water off a duck wasn't andrew yang holding um holding uh town halls and nursing homes and such for a while too while he was he doing was, Iowa. those seemed really yeah. impactful mm. he really wanted to reach out to everybody and yes. I, think so, I saw andrew doing a lot of the things that i liked for example i go straight into a church and i don't like that republicans have cornered church it's just not true because in the days of martin luther king he was a reverend so he brought all his people straight up through church to do politics and now people are constrained from that, once again, by money. When you talk to people at church, they say, oh, yeah, we would love to, but we can't do politics or we lose our status, our tax status. So it's all about the tax status and not about leadership in terms of actually getting and stuff then, done in the society. And then they absolutely do do politics. I had to practically drag my one friend here away from going to the church she was going to because she was having real problems with the fact that they were praying for Trump as a congregation. Oh, right, but see, I do the opposite. Once again, I go straight into those congregations and I will go and be, uh, you know, there's a moment when you can do be, be a witness in a lot of these uh, uh, churches. And uh, if it's a Christian church, there's a, often a time when you can do witness or you have a social time. And I'll go straight into these churches and talk to people. 
I, if I, I walk into a church, of... I'm going to be set on fire. Like God's just going to strike <laughs> me down. I'm an atheist all the way. Yeah, I, I'm, um, I religiously, I'm Mormon, and we are like I, I don't, I'm non-practicing, so I'm, I'm not like. It's always weird to talk about. Uh, we, as oh, oh. a group, do not like. Even when Romney was running, the church wouldn't endorse him. We don't do politics at church. I, I am so turned off by the idea of walking into a church trying to talk politics with people. I would much rather have my own event and try to bring people into that. I. Bleh. <laughs> well, I understand, but that is again. It's. Um, I am an atheist, also. But I actually don't call myself that. I say I'm a Pastafarian. Have you heard of this? No. Oh, yeah. Yes. You wear the Wait, colanders the, on your head. Is that the spaghetti monster? It is. <laughs> okay. So, see, I'm with a special group that actually knows what the flying spaghetti monster is. <laughs> that is awesome. But I, but I, I feel that if you practice this religion um, faithfully, that you would be very accommodating to every religion. For example, we have a 30-day like, back guarantee. I, I think we should explain to our audience what the Flying Spaghetti Monster is, because I'm pretty sure some people listening may not know what something as <laughs> as ridiculous sounding as a Flying Spaghetti Monster. And what well, if we still have a listener world. left after all this talking we've been doing, <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> that is the point of a podcast. We're talking pretty good here, I think. We can keep going. I have uh we are at past our scheduled time, but if everyone would like to keep going, we can cut it into a yeah, third that's episode. Fine. That's fine. Sure. Well, really? You're right. gonna get me off? No, <laughs> that will no, be amazing. This st- though this is all still general conversation. I don't know that we need to cut it into a separate episode. Well, I, I want to keep think it that's been in half hour chunks because it people don't want to digest a whole hour long episode. I Everyone's like, you know, do. did I, I, did I, keep, I, want, well, I keep answering I think, that with this? I like, I, I, I think you're in the minority. I don't listen to podcasts that are half an hour long. I only listen to an hour or longer. And the biggest podcast in the world yeah, is usually three hours long. Hmm. Joe Rogan's podcast. I mean, the Joe Rogan podcasts are long. Yeah, it's pretty long. Fine. Probably it's irrelevant at this point because I, the podcast already has a set um, format, and I've taken a look at it. The prior format has been exactly thirty minutes. Is that correct, Trail? This is actually our first time doing it this way. Yeah, and this we've is never. I've never successfully executed the, the split thirty thirty uh, minute format. It's always gone over a lot. Hmm. I think the first but part I, should be 30 minutes. What, what, are, what are the four more minutes? Yeah. Yeah. Minutes of I mean, I guess that's what I'll do. That. I guess I'll it, just split it into the the uh, the 30 minute round table for people who just want a short one, and then I'll just leave this one the long one. If people want a long one. That's kind of best right. of both worlds, isn't it? Okay, well, like, so we go back to the FSM then, our, our pastafarianism. Yes. <clears throat> yes. All right. So the flying spaghetti, the the religion was founded as a sort of a uh, a parody or uh, humor religion almost. Um, has, it employs satire and brings in all different types of religious references from other religions. And started out with a letter to, was it the Kansas City or which which education board was it sent to? I don't Does remember. I think all, wasn't it about creationism in schools or something like that. Yes, there was a letter written by, uh, I think it was Henderson or somebody who was the, the original um, Pastafarian. Uh, we call him the prophet. And he he um, wrote a letter to a school board that was considering, you know, um, I think doing creationism as a science curriculum. And um, I think it was a pretty successful letter. I think that actually did not happen, right? 
I am what I mean is uh, they didn't actually adopt the creationism because, because uh, I'd be unsurprised but, if it was successful. The Satanic Church has been pretty successful with similar tactics. Yeah, they do that a lot too, like wanting to put in um, statues of Baphomet into uh, hallways and such. Or you yeah, want to be so able to basically, <laughs> so it challenges uh, religious. Uh, it, it challenges other religions because if you're going to be protected as a religion in the United States and receive certain perks, then every religion that can be, you know, that can be uh, officially recognized, right, should also have those same perks and the same um, reasons. And so he he argued things like um, that since we venerate pirates and that pirates were. <laughs> <laughs> he argued that pirates, uh, the lack of pirates was, was causing global warming since there was a definite trend. <laughs> and he made a lot of other, uh, you know, he created the flying spaghetti monster as a um, deity that it's an artist's conception. You know, if a, if a god was actually active in the world, actively doing good right now, then it would need a lot of appendages, which then would kind of look like a flying spaghetti monster. <laughs> which is very so funny <laughs> i don't know i'm just not interested in religion like in any sense after my upbringing it's just it, it i find it even like the satirical stuff it's just not my cup of tea man so but see i'm not actually monster. into religion to laugh at people i mean i don't i think that humor is necessary as a way to um temper you know the kinds of behaviors that people will then perform when they when they're under the influence of different religions and that's, you know, fine. I just don't want to be under the influence of any religion, like even a satirical one, personally. That's I'm not under the influence of any religion either. Like, I'm complete. like, for the way I identify is I don't know and I don't care, basically. I don't think it's necessary, and that's just One me. of the things that in my life has been, like... Uh, I, I didn't like, and this is why I'm so against credentialism now, and I brought that up, is because it's like, like I, I've always been the patient one that says, like, I always have to, like, get my work done, and then after I've been, like, a patient, good little boy, then I'll see, like, the fruits of my labor. And that's the way I was when I was, you know, getting my education and going to school and getting all my grades and finishing up all my projects and finishing up, you know, you know, all of my studies. And then like the degree was supposed to be the payoff. The degree was like, okay, you went through all this shit that we threw at you and, and, and you, you, you were good and you got your grades. And now, now with this degree, you get that, you know, job that's supposed to be like this amazing thing. And this is why you got your education for. And then it was, and then, and then all of a sudden the financial, you know, crisis hits and I'm like, but what the hell? Like, like, you know, I, I went through all of that. I did what you said. I got my, you know, credential that you told me. And now you're just telling me that like, oh, for, because of, for some unforeseen circumstance, like every, everything is like out of whack now and I can't even get that job that I wanted. So that I, I come from that place where it's like, don't don't tell me to keep just being patient and, you know, wait and thing. It's like I want to live my life right now. And that's why credentialism, you know, pisses me off so much. And I can see why religion would bother people, too, because it's like do all this stuff, do all this stuff, keep doing this, keep doing that. And then at that point in the end is when you get your reward. And, you know, 
Well, that's only certain certain religions. Not all religions have that. So, right. so yeah. the, the real thing about religions is that it's a worship is in every single person. You're not necessarily worshiping God. You might be worshiping science. Like when people believe in the narratives of the political, you know, community that says, okay, uh, if you are personally responsible for yourself, then you will have a good life. So we don't have to think about the structural changes that we should make as a society. That is a narrative I'm that people more about believe humanitarianism in. Or not humanitarianism. Mm-hmm. What's the right? Uh, humanism, just straight up humanism, I think it's called. So humanism is another system of belief. And if you start talking about these different systems of belief, everybody has one. Right. And so if you think of those as religions, that works. I do not see that as a religion. And you can. And I'm not saying that you you don't have Mm -hmm. to. I mean, I am very much not going to call that a religion. Mm -hmm. And yet, human, I believe there are humanist churches where people gather to believe in the same thing. Mm. There are and they can. But that doesn't make it a religion. That just makes it some people see it as a spiritual thing and some people don't. Mm hmm. Well, I don't want to argue about like about that what because I don't think that's religion? important. But yeah, that's that's probably too big for our particular podcast. But I think that um, the reason I participate in pastafarianism and I do it as a serious person is because it gives me the the way to understand how other people are. So, like for example, I don't have a any drug addictions that I know of, but I can think of my little boba habit, boba tea, right? So I love to drink boba tea and I can think of that habit as being a sort of addiction and try to understand, you know, these other things using my, you know, using something that's personal to me. And uh, pastafarianism gives me a chance to understand these other people because I don't participate, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. That, that makes sense. It's, 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 it's like something, you, this is what I said before. I said that like, it's one thing to uh, d- uh, disagree. You can disagree with an idea, but not knowing how to entertain an idea is where I think people get into hot water. Because it's like, yes. I, can, I can disagree with you, but I can still try to understand why you would think like that. It's the people who, who you, you tell them something, and then they just go insane right off the bat, and then they demonize you for just having the idea you can disagree with the idea but you don't have to attack the person you know? anyone can believe whatever they want and i'm fine with that right no yeah but, I, I but honestly a- those beliefs are driving us into the ground we have toxic narratives that people really need to stop believing in mm-hmm. don't you okay maybe not that? literally whatever they want <laughs> well right. i yes and no they can believe whatever they want, and I can tell them they're stupid for it as much as I want. But how do we get them to join you? That's the problem is you need to, you need to find a way that can speak to them at, with, with respect and without harming them that keeps them safe while they come over to, to your side. Right. I think Yang was really good at that. That's why he, he didn't de- demonize Trump supporters because, because he said, like, he said, he said Trump got the problems right but his solutions were bs and it was so amazing how throughout the whole entire thing like none of the almost not none of the other democratic candidates picked up on that and and i was just amazed well whether they picked up on it or not they know it's not a good way to get put out there by the media it's not that's not Mm -hmm. the image the media wants out there right now. right 
because because it drives up the media's traffic and engagement. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So how can people uh, even even Yang Gang, hardcore Yang Gang, we're telling we're saying things like we wish Andrew would attack more. We wish Andrew would, you know, like kind of uh, break out of uh, his nice guy mode. I was never on board with that personally. I liked him in nice guy mode. Mm, but, yeah. But um, I, I, I liked nice guy mode, I but I, I did I did want him to attack ideas more. No, no, no. no but you don't. I want him to be more assertive. It's 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 it was a thing because because sometimes you got to know when and and the, the the reason and that drives up engagement. I'm I'm all for, you know, him not doing that after he wins. But be, but when you're in a boxing ring and you just say like, eh, you know, but but it's not nice to punch a person. But you're in the boxing ring. Like I'm yeah, he's not he's not he's not doing it because it's not nice. He's not doing it because it's not right. And mm-hmm. that's why he didn't change it to stay viable. He he stuck true to how he felt mm-hmm. he had to carry himself forward because he cared more about that than this that one moment didn't of work. trying to make it. That's he would be like, like, but I think he knew <clears throat> that going in. He seemed to know going in that it was a long shot and that he was gonna have to plan but, for failure, which but you he has see, done. But but, yeah, but he did make it farther than everybody difference, thought. But. There's a difference between assertiveness and aggressiveness, I think, exactly. that we're miss that we're missing that. I'm not saying he should have been aggressive and nasty and called names. I mean, there were people who were calling for that, though. There were people who right, were right. that okay, he okay. needed but, to but be assur- assertiveness, like like what we did with uh, credentialism. Like when I brought that up, it was like arguing about that issue in a way that you made your point, but it was like a little bit of like assertivity. So, so he could have like called the other candidates out by name and talked about their failing policies specifically and like really targeted it and and called like okay now hit me back because i know you know what to respond with I well think that i, I didn't been... i didn't even want him to do i think he should have done that. that i didn't need him to call anybody out by name i wanted him calling out policies i, I, I disagree care. Like, I, think when he, I think he should have done both time, the one time he uh challenged elizabeth warren on stage during a debate about uh the wealth tax was really very effective all right, and and Bernie on the jobs guarantee, and he said not yes. everybody wants to work for the federal government, but there should have been so much more of that, they especially have... in like the last debate. He exactly. he spoke there up a couple times against Pete Buttigieg and Elizabeth Warren, but he did not do that enough. Right, and right. I and think I, that last debate really it. helped kill his campaign. Well, they literally yeah. or not kill like, it, but you know, I, what yeah, I mean. no, I, I think the the only big contributor to killing his campaign really was the blackout there was there was no that too yeah you, you can only do yeah, so much to push through that and i think he was doing as much as we could have expected him to do mm-hmm. i'm fine with him not having gone attack dog in the last debate i did not want that and i don't think it would have been good for the movement long term mm-hmm. they didn't value him enough to address him often enough to give him a chance to create those kind of differences well, yeah, now that he's been on like cnn seriously. and stuff they would have I had to take him seriously to take him and his argument seriously and they don't exactly. do that what are we to well, them? first of all <laughs> there were very few there were very few moments when they actually wanted to talk about economic policy so he had to create those moments for himself and then uh, for everything else, they wanted to not call on him because he has no policy on anything else. Wait a <laughs> Except that's not true. God, what, what, yeah, know, exactly. That, what and, you and just passiveness unfor- is, unfortunately doesn't work in debate. This is passiveness what we're doing just... here. Uh, uh, we're, we're creating our movement. Our, our movement. Everyone should, 
should know, and I think this ties so back into like credentialism is like we should teach each other and you know just our fellow americans at large like how do we as a people you know create our own movement so i i just, I just need to say that <laughs> well no that's great how, because i think we, we definitely need to act like andrew yang right yeah. we need mm-hmm. to do it by bringing everybody with us and not by saying oh you're too old so i'm going to throw you out i'm not going to talk to this one and i'm not mm-hmm. going to talk to this church because you know i don't church i'm not I'm an atheist so i don't have anything to do with this but that's like ninety oh, percent of the people still in our country is still you know involved in or believes that they're religious in some way. Right. So there's we can't uh, throw them out. We have to bring them we in. Create a common ground. Just yeah. No, we we have to do that, and we have to do it without becoming the Bernie twenty twenty movement. <laughs> we, we exactly. Have to do the, we have that's to do why the we're same here. Thing he did in twenty sixteen. We have to create our version of our revolution. But well, we every to, one of us has we our own to We need to make more of a coalition yeah, right away. And, we need to start making connections to other campaigns now. We can't wait. We just have to start building for these next four years. Mm-hmm. We and, have to start and, you know, each of us is going to carry his message forward into our community, how we're best suited. Not, not all course, of us yeah. is that going to be a church. Not all of mm-hmm. us is that going to be doing community events. Not all of us is that going to be doing a podcast. We're each going to be doing that our own way. It's just important that we right. be doing it but, and that we be bringing people and, in. And, not then, that we, be and then we to do it our them. own way. And then mix with other people who are doing it their way and just, you know, come together on that. I mean, it, it you know, you know, th- this is what's so beautiful about it. It's, it's making politics something that to look forward to and be happy about instead of like we don't talk about politics because it's always going to like divide people and people are going to attack each other. Like we can just change the entire narrative of this thing we kind of did everybody always talked about how great yang gang was to have these kind of discussions with mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. that's what yeah, i we want um, unifying, i don't think but i don't think every single one of us has to go to a church that might not be your thing it's okay but it's not okay if all of us just stick with our thing because we've already yeah. got uh, we're maxed out on the people who already do our thing we I need to go like, out and get people who are not in our movement and bring them in Right. I mean, yeah, that's yeah, that's not, not in our but... movement, but in our social circles, in our environments, like in the areas where we're already interacting. Because I've yanged most of the people I talk politics with, but I have not like come close to yanging all of the people that I interact with on a daily basis. Yeah, and we all yes. have our places where we're better suited towards making those kinds of arguments and places we can go to talk about those sorts of things. So if I believe in a certain thing very passionately and I bring Yang into that, then that's always going to be helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So supposing you're a knitter or a crocheter or a crafter and you bring that to your knitting circle. Um, I've done that with gaming and the gamers threw me out. They right. said, nope, what? no politics. We will not talk politics. No, in that, here. What's frustrating is that's accurate. Like, fuck, nobody should be as excited for Yang Yang as the fucking Twitch community. And I've seen right, outside yeah. of us, like our movements we've started on Twitch. None of the none of the Twitch gamers are talking uh. about it. I know it a little bit about people that. Just don't care about politics, and I think that's, that's okay if they don't want to engage. But to throw people out, yeah, that's something their else. Their audiences don't care about. Wait politics. a second, that's it's not, not true because that. we do have. No, I'm actually on a Twitch true. stream. I have one Twitch stream where I'm on it, and I know that there are uh, there's a gamers for Yang group out there. So there, there is, and they are like naming all of their teams after Yang. <laughs> That's amazing, but that's unfortunately a selective audience. I'm talking about there not being more just general gamers who are 
talking about the idea. Mm-hmm. You, I, One of like, the big they, things. They don't want to talk politics. And, I, and I'll tell you, part of that is the audience. I tried to talk Yang Yang on my I am a Twitch streamer, um, a small one, and their reaction was mostly just, eh, can we not? Well, the thing is, mm. when you're in the gaming community, a lot of people are going there to escape this kind of talk yes. that's everywhere yeah, else. Exactly. It's not where people want to be talking about politics, because what they're trying to do is just like zone out a little bit and feel more comfortable and outside of this experience that we're all forced to live. Mm. That's that to that's just certain extent, that's true, but... But like, at, like I can speak. So for I myself. think we, we need a challenge. Our challenge should be to develop ways to bring the politics in in a way that makes everybody still feel safe so in their own. Because 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 as as a as a gamer, I do like the escapist aspect of it. But at the same time, as a person in Yang Gang, I felt like I felt when I was playing games when I was part of the the Humanity First movement because because it was something that I could really see my like I, I really plugged into and I really ha- felt a passion for just as much as I did for gaming. So, so yeah. based on that last exchange, how many gamers are in this chat? I, I am why, but I still consider myself a gamer. Yeah. So there's another Patreon idea. <laughs> <laughs> gamers for Yang. Let's have a gamer stream. <laughs> Right. Well, there's already a gamers for basic income, and I think we should all join that if we're gamers. Yeah. I don't know if we should call ourselves gamers though, just because that's kind of become somewhat of a cringy term in the gaming community. I don't know if that's true for everybody. But you mean I mean, like the bro cliche. It's also mm-hmm. yeah. It's just become kind of divisive online. <laughs> it's it's yeah, like it's something. Yeah. It's become something of what boomers would define. Right. Yeah. Like like that. But yeah, just that's... some sort of gaming stream as a Patreon reward might be fun for us. Yeah, I don't cool, like um, I don't like labels like progressive or feminism or things like that. Like Even that Republicans either. and Democrats, because they're not very accurate, and what? you can't really predict how people feel based on those. But I think gamers is very accurate. It's just factual. You're, yeah, you're it's just games. people who are gaming. Well, well the, yeah, the, I agree. It's just that we could just call it people who game. And then and and I like. <laughs> have, have you guys heard of like problems? Game the politics? system. Just, yes, yes. I, I have. Lis- I did listen to them a lot during right. the Yang's so, campaign. I, I've I met like them in person. System. Listen to who? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Problem Problem solver solver so, so we can just call ourselves problem solvers. You know? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Oh, Shale unmuted. Maybe you want to say something? <laughs> no, he's he saying. did say something very briefly. I would like to hear what oh, he said. I just, I just, gaming the System is a clever title for a, a, a Yang game stream. Ooh, Gaming the System. We should, I like gaming that. the System is what we should call our Patreon gaming stream. Yay, people like my idea. Perfect. Also, yeah. do we have a console in common? <laughs> Nintendo Switch? No. Yeah, Switch. Hang on here. I have a PS4 and that's it. Yeah. Damn. I don't have a PS4. <laughs> I have both yeah. Switch and 4. Yeah. Well, technically, I'm Super 4 for console. Yeah, for, for, for console. The only thing I have right now that's working is a Sony PlayStation 2. And I have my laptop and the phone. Classic. Mm-hmm. Classic, yeah. I uh, play Guild Wars 2 on the computer mostly. That's my favorite. Well, it's an MMORPG. Do- that would be kind of fun for all of us to get together on there, an MMO. There, I would... I would love to computer. There, there was the guy who created the Yang uh, Path to the Presidency on Steam. Oh, God, I, I want to play that, yeah. that so I bad. That. I, and, I don't and, have a computer, so I haven't been able to play it. The control sucks, but so it's just funny, funny to see. Is, I, don't buy it. It's honestly terrible. I mean, it, it, I, the control is really watch, bad. 
go watch the video of someone actually playing it who who figured out how to get around the controls, but it will literally not work because you can't figure out what button to push. Well, it's still it's, I it's still hard. Math, math yeah, but still, it, it's hard to make games, so I still give the guy some yeah. credit. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, it, especially because it was, was an indie project working on it. Yeah, it's an in- indie project that he did entirely by himself. So. And I purchased it, so I've I've contributed to it, but I and I barely ever contribute to campaign, so that's a lot of money nice. for me. So. The, the 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 funny the funny it was like Joe had an attack where he shot blood out of his eye. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> it was really because because of what happened at that CNN yeah, yeah, call. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you can. Oh god! You definitely should watch the the video of of the guy playing it. It's awesome. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It that was sounds so like a good time. But but that that's that's what we do to get people d- involved in you know political things is just say like it's not this foreign thing that that it's like oh no politics like it's complicated and I'm gonna look dumb and people are gonna shout at each other you know you know we change that conversation to like no it's fun it's interesting it's cool it's hip and you just gotta yeah. make it relatable but UBI. Well, UBI supports the human that is playing the game. I mean, right. what else, exactly. what, what more important uh, policy is there other than UBI for somebody right. who wants to spend more time having fun and doing exactly. something that they find productive? Yeah. Let's all spend more time having fun. I just like that. Yes. Right. right. I mean, who can be against that? I mean, I mean, unless like they're like, I don't know, hard. I mean, apparently the entire Democratic establishment and the mainstream media. Well, and any member of my family that I would try to bring this up to. But there's the there's a reason for this. It's it's a power dynamic. And, you know, they keep their power by putting a certain narrative that like you're you you are you know a tool to be used for labor for like a specific you know i am a potential worker that needs to find my dignity in my work right exactly and and that's that's the that that's the and and we've been so brainwashed by this stupid narrative that we don't we don't get it that like but but our work is just you know our contribution to the world however we see fit you know (laughs) <laughs> well, you only have so long on this planet. Why should somebody get to tell you how to spend it? Right. Yeah. Life's all about living for yourself, basically. Well, yeah. I mean, that makes it sound selfish, but it's... it's as long as you're not hurting somebody it. else, it's okay as long to be that kind of self. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And then preferably you're helping somebody else along the way, too. But Right. And, and yeah. also, like, like who the beneficiaries... Of all of our labor, when you kind of think about it, whether it's intellectual or physical, what are what are they getting? Are they getting off their ass or doing? No, they're they're they're, they're, some of them are just sitting there just getting money to do whatever the hell they want. And they don't have to work or or, or even create something a day in their lives. Some of them are earning, earning money off of the money that they've already invested that they don't even have to look at anymore. Right. I mean, that does very much depend on who you're laboring for, because the people benefiting from my labor are just, like, parents in the area who get to go to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but 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 I'm talking about, like, like specifically, but 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 still but still with, like, like you like people would still do that to, like, help them out sometimes. And in fairness, get- the corporations that uh, they're going to go work for are benefiting from your labor, too, because now they get to have their parents instead of the kids having their parents. Right. Oh, 
That's Maybe. my biggest. I, uh, I just, hate that the without, most. Without programs like that, we actually mostly just have in situations where you have to put your kids somewhere less ideal. It doesn't mean you don't have to still go to work. Just maybe instead of your kid going to club, he's babysat by your abusive father. Listen, everyone, I may have to take off soon because uh, Zephyr's going to need me. I'm going to go outside and be with him for a while. But I wanted to let you know this leads into another thing that I'm really passionate about. I have a Facebook group that I've let lay dormant for a while because of all this Andrew Yang craziness. But it's called Structural Defects of Money Women's Group. So if you look that up on uh, Facebook, it's called... Uh, I think uh, like groups slash uh, money women, uh, you would be able to find it. And um, I would like to have females join together, talk about how to change the regulatory environment of money and not just be talking about personal finance, just how to benefit oneself, you know, how to, how to fix one's problems all by oneself. Um, I want to be talking about how the regulations actually create the money. And I think if we people actually understand that that's a thing, because I think people think money is like a thing, that the, an object, right? And it has a real value and it has all this other stuff, which it doesn't. It's completely no, it's based on regulation. We've, uh, we've decided to carry on. Yeah, yeah no, so um, I mean, we need to break down. Exactly. We're taking it seriously like it's a real thing, like it's food you could eat. No, it's not. It's not like that. So um, hopefully I can get more people to join that and then we can actually create a curriculum and bring it out. Because I wanted to start with, with just women because, um, honestly, when we get guys in there, they kind of talk over us and everybody else gets very quiet or they get, you know, <clears throat> there's kind of a, it's not credentialism really, but it's something about the sexes where like women are more, you know. They Thank just, you to the guys in this podcast uh, for so kind to let us talk nicely. Yeah, it's Thank like you. it's hard to. You're welcome. Well, you're very welcome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, welcome. Gatekeeping doesn't always manifest as credentialism. It just it's always right. just I know best, you don't, so don't go educate. Right. Yeah, it can be like the oh, what we call mansplaining or something where somebody like it keeps explaining something to you that yeah, I already understand that. Can we move on? You know? Yes. <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. Right. So right. um uh, just so trying to get more could you maybe drop that. a link for that in the chat? Oh, okay, yeah, sure. I will do that. But uh, can I do that like later? I'm going to go take oh, off oh, right yeah. now. Oh, yeah. Of course. That's, Thank that's, you. We'll that's talk about that more. We'll definitely could. talk about the more. Anytime, either here or in the group chat. That's actually why I'm asking if you could, is because if I, I'm not going to be able to go find it immediately, and I know if I don't, I'll forget. But I'll remember if you post it. And, and okay, I think- I'm going to put. I actually want to have more conversations with people, so I'm going to put my phone number for you guys. Okay, and then uh, hopefully we can talk about. Like, I want to talk about the Joker movie. I know, Ariel, you like that movie? Oh, I want to see it. Right. It, it, a lot it of things in there that, that bring up, like, the, like how we're, we're actually, like, the most vulnerable society instead of helping them. And it's pretty yeah, exactly. pretty interesting to talk about. I can afford one day a year, and we used it on the Joker movie. Wow. Yo, I, we, we, did, we did one movie this year, and we used it for Sonic because I felt we had to <laughs> okay. support the design change that happened. Great decision. It was so yeah. good. Oh, my God. Awesome. Um, Oh. Yeah. Th- so just, yeah, I haven't love seen to have a little discussion yet, later. But that that point you just made about what it's kind of about, Ariel, makes me mm-hmm. really skeptical of all the media stories I was seeing prior to its mm-hmm. release, trying oh, to yeah. hype about it, about how no, it's going to lead no, to a shooting that's, or something. That's trying to frame that's it about murder when they're missing the point. It was, it was all garbage. I, I, the me- the, I'm wondering I ca- I if it was the them Piranha. trying to steer people away because they knew it made a good point. Because, because they're doing oh, that's that, probably they're exactly the reason why stuff like that is happening. 
they're 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 and they don't want people to know that they're 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 scum like sorry i i i i get pissed off no they are they're terrible they're terrible human beings you know yeah everyone in the society is doing mental gymnastics not to snap Oh, no kidding. And if we want to talk about that together, maybe we can like help somebody rent us, rent the movie for $6 on one of these things. And then you guys could, uh, all, we could all have watched it before we talk again. Maybe, are we doing this again next week? Yes. Every yeah. week, Sunday, three Every to five. Unfortunately, yeah. and, I unfortunately and we, won't we be can, here next we week. Can, we can stack on everything oh, that we've, we've, we've spoken about and how it all relates and bring in just just bring in some professionals if we can not the hopefully not the, the, the credentialists if they if they are, do have a lot of credentials and accolades they're not stuffed up about it that that's, that's I'm, I'm just hoping that <laughs> so are, are we idea. saying our, our hope for next week is to maybe try to get people to rent this so we've seen it and have our casual uh, discussion be about the joker is that what i mean i want to be a part of this so badly <laughs> Hmm. Oh man! Maybe well, we not take all that. We it can will do it a couple weeks later. Yeah. Week to, yeah. Maybe. Oh, so two oh, weeks yeah. from now, let's all make a mental note to talk about the Joker. Okay. Ha, I thank have, you so I much. I will have to have seen the Joker. So <laughs> all right. Okay. I'll, I'll make if somebody I'll make my Alexa trouble, remember it. Yeah. Hopefully, if if you can't afford that six dollars to rent it or something, maybe we could uh, help you out. Okay. Okay, um, do you know... Is I could it definitely pull in some money like for whoever needs it. Because, yeah, I, don't, I wouldn't even know where to rent this right now. I think it's um, all over. Uh, movies has it. On, on so. demand. Okay. On demand. I mean, I would never personally advocate for piracy, but uh, people do it. <laughs> My sister Pirate would though. really hard. Well, people this is what it. happened. I thought it was $6, okay? But I clicked into the movie, and all of a sudden I had a $1 movie coupon from Google. Because I never used their Google Movie service, huh. so if you find a service you've never used, you might have a coupon. It could be a dollar. Yeah. I will try to find. Or you could just go to, to go to one two three movies. Go to yeah. one two three movies. I think like that's like all pirated stuff, but it works. <laughs> oh. so. One two three movies. Okay. <laughs> hey, I mean, right. we had a solution. It was one it big streaming service. They want to break it back up into a bunch of different little ones. So piracy is the answer again. Well, you know, that, I'm going to admit something right now. Uh, that's the only way I've been able to watch Picard, and I've missed the past two episodes due to them striking down places for pi- copyright violations. It's oh, the no. only way I get to watch a lot of our new stuff. Yeah, I feel you there. Mm. Okay, well, I, I'm I'm so happy to have participated. I hope you guys have a great rest of the discussion. Bye. It was good to meet you. I'm going to have to hop here, too. I got to go get kiddo finished on his chores. Well, yeah, why don't we technically call him out of here, too? I'm I'd like starving to and I gotta do homework. So. All right, Shale, what are right. you trying to yeah. say? Oh, thanks everyone for coming. Why don't we all just say goodbye really quickly? Say your name and your Twitter handle, and that'll be the end of the episode. Awesome. Ariel. Okay, yeah, I am Ariel. I am at Ariel's Armada. That's A R I E L S underscore A R M A D A. Elizabeth. Uh, Elizabeth at Unicorn36902, and let me know any feedback you've got on this. I want to hear from you. Thank you, Faye. I'm at Palestine Math. Mia. At Mia Songbird, M-E-A, Songbird, no breaks. Parker. I am at Radwaves, that's Rad, and then W-A-V-V-E-Z. And I am at Shale Riley, that's S-H-A-E-L-R-I-L-E-Y. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you again soon. Take care. Bye. Bye. See you later. Bye. Aloha. Good. That was great, guys. Thank you. See you later. Yeah. Ta-ta.